Come on, let's put them together for Jesus. Come on, let's magnify him as the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Hey, let's exalt his name. His name alone is worthy. It's not just emotion. It's not just hype. But it's a name that we love. Sister Davis, come back on the piano, please. It's a name that we will exalt and we will lift up and we will magnify. It is good to be in the house of God tonight, expecting God to do great and mighty things. It's good to be in the house of God with all of you. Who, who, who all is glad to be a part of the church? Not a church, but the church. Anybody can join a church, but I'm glad to be a part of the church. Man, I can't tell you how glad I was to see that little car pull up this morning that carries Miss Lynn. There's no disrespect. I still call her Miss Lynn. She's Sister Lynn, but I've always called her Miss Lynn. I don't call her Sister Barry. I call her Mama or Mother. So forgive me. But man, I seen that car pull up this morning. I said, look at that. And man, she came up here this morning. We prayed for her. You know what the first thing I said was? We made it. And then I turned around. I didn't literally turn around, but then I, and then I talked to the devil. I said, we won. We won. You thought if anybody in the church you would get with COVID, you would get Miss Lynn, but we won. All up in your face, devil. And man, then we was praying, and them two older girls in the back made their way up front. trying to make light but it made me cry there's something about those that have always been a part of this and then they was restrained from being up here and there's power when they come up here and begin to worship him and I thought I thought of sister Terry I said man you couldn't have hit it no better heaven just stopped Brother Barry, you all sentimental and emotional. Why not? You get all worked up about all kinds of dumb stuff. Why can't I get worked up about this God that I love and the people that serve him? Why can't I get beside myself because I'm glad to be a part of the body of Christ? We're serving a good God. It's good to be here tonight. If you have your Bibles, would turn me tonight to St. Mark. Thank you, Pastor Moore, Sister Moore. Brother Ford, you know, every, every song tonight would be hard to, to put anything together any better to get us to where we are here in the house of God, to where we need to be. So, so if you have your Bible, Mark chapter 4, Mark chapter 4. We'll begin reading at verse 35. And for you theologians in the house, if you'll give me a little mercy tonight. This story is in all four Gospels and it's situated in different spots. So if you think I use something out of order, do forgive me. But we can talk after church. Don't get hung up on it. Let's just have church. And it's... Uh, Brother Ford and I talked just briefly this morning. The, the Gospels are telling the same story, but they're coming from different point of views. You've got to understand, you've got four men here. Two were eyewitnesses, two were not. They were definitely moved on by the Holy Ghost to write this, but they were writing a historical book of things that they'd either seen or they had heard. And they was putting it down on paper. So... Just know that this living word of God, this spoken word of God, was men, holy men, that were moved on by the Holy Ghost. That was free. Mark chapter 4, begin reading at verse 35. And the same day when even was come, he saith unto them, let us pass over into the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him, even as he was in the ship. And there were also with him other little ships. 
And there arose a storm, a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. You read the gospel according to John, and if it's the same story, he has him walking on the water. It's the time when Peter, and if you don't think it's the same one, that's fine too. That's, that's no, neither here nor there. And said, carest thou not that we perish? And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased. And there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? And they came over into the other side of the sea into the country of the Gadarenes made it safely to the other side. All four Gospels will put you at the same place. Turning to Esther. This that I'm going to preach tonight is just something that got into my spirit along this, this pandemic journey, this chaos that we've been a part of. It wasn't in my spirit all along, but it, it, it got there, and uh, I hope that I've done a good job of keeping it there. Esther chapter 4, Esther chapter 4. Again, reading at verse 13, and then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. For if thou altogether holdest thy peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place. But thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed. And who knoweth whether thou art come to the kingdom for such a time? As this, I'm going to minister probably something you've heard me say from this pulpit leading service. Simply going to minister tonight by the help of the Holy Ghost on the other side. On the other side. Pastor. Lord bless you in Jesus' name. You may be seated. Give him a good hand clap of praise as you're being seated tonight. Hey, I don't, I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but man, Brother Ford and Pastor Moore seem to do their very best lead service tonight I have to preach. So I don't know if it's just God's way of saying, hey, boy, just making sure we keep you in check. Or, or maybe they're just relieved that it's not them. But I'm thinking, man, they're going to just show out. I told Pastor, you might as well just preach. Just, uh, just let them have it. It's, it's, it's okay. I missed my turn. You keep my check, brother. You can spend it on yourself. He doesn't pay me. The scriptures I read to you tonight out of Mark is one of my favorite stories of all times when it comes to the, the lives, life and time of Jesus Christ. And uh, here it is that we have Jesus that is, is walking and talking and teaching among uh, uh, the people in Jerusalem and Nazareth and Samaria and the surrounding areas. And he's, uh, we know that now that Jesus is on a mission, he has encroached upon his ministry at, at 30 years of age. And, and we know that he knows within himself, even though that man may not know, but he has a short time to build the ministry and to build the church. And uh, 
So he is that he is he's about his father's business and uh, we, we find him here teaching the multitude and uh, depending on which portion of scripture gospel you go to, but we find him speaking parables uh, and speaking things that confine, confounds even the wise and uh, the scribes and the Pharisees are astonished at his speech. Uh, knowing that he has never been to a regular Bible college before, but he, he is speaking things that they haven't heard and in parables and ways and, and things that are happening there. And it's, uh, it's during this time of speaking that when I would go to the book of John and begin to listen uh, to him talking, uh, he's talking in parables and he's saying things to his disciples on the side, uh, saying, hey, I'm going to give you to understand, uh, but to them I will give it in parables parables uh, and they will have ears to hear but they won't hear and they will have eyes to see but they really won't see but uh, but I'm going to let you the church know I'm going to give you wisdom and understanding and and I'm going to tell you these things and and so it is now that the multitude has stayed with Jesus uh, to listen to the profound words that he would say and uh, they're astonishing they've stayed with him this is the diehards that would stay uh, for this long and a desert place and uh, we find in St. John that he says he looks around and he sees them uh, and says they must eat and he would say to his disciples uh, would you feed the multitude and now we know the disciples begin to give him feedback there's only five loaves and two fishes uh, what are they in the hands of this so many people how, how would this even matter and it's a uh, by this time, the disciples have already been walking with him for a while. It depends on which gospel you look at as to what miracles they have already taken. But he's already done some of the greatest miracles that he would do during his ministry. And so it is, he simply says, give me the five loaves and the two fishes and just let me see what I can do with it. And it says that he blessed it and he break it and he gave it to the church to hand out to the multitude to the world to feed them and so it is now that they're breaking the bread and they're handing it out and and, and we know the story how the bread never runs out and, and the fish never runs out and, and in my mind's eye I don't think that the bread is cold or the fish is stale not when it's been placed in the hand of the master and he blessed it and he break it I don't believe it's a three-day-old snack from a little boy anymore, not when he gets done with it. I believe now that the disciples, maybe Peter walks by Matthew, and he says, have you ever seen such? The aroma that's coming out of my basket. He said, you would think we were at a bakery, and they were astonished, and they were amazed, and maybe they go by, and they give each other a high five at the miracle that Jesus had done, and they're astonished at him, and they're thinking, we've never seen it like this before. Peter's probably begin to say in his mind truly he is the son of God everything that he told me he was maybe he really is all of that maybe he is the son of the living God maybe he and his father and maybe his father is from another world and maybe that's really who he says he is and it says now that they would have taken him and had him and made him king. And he told his disciples, he says, get in the boat and go to the other side. It was a very clear commandment. And the disciples probably thought, we're going to get away from the multitude. It's just going to be a way of escape. We're going to get away from the crowd so they don't make him the king. And we're going to get away so he can have some peace. And he says, go to the other side. And we find that the disciples, they begin to row and to push away from the shore. And they begin to try to... To make it to the other side and they're probably still reminiscing about the day about the fresh bread and the fish that was so fresh and they said hey I ate some of it myself I can't ever remember having anything as good as that that Jesus he's a miracle worker that Jesus there's nobody like him he really knows how to satisfy I'm so glad that he came by my old ragged fishing boat one day and said that I could follow him hey this is a 
good profession here walking after Jesus. We don't have to worry about nothing. There's no problems. He's got us. There's no storms. There's no issues in life. We won't go hungry. He'll feed us. He'll clothe us. He'll give us fresh wine to drink. It may come out of a wash pot, but it'll be good nonetheless. And no sooner than they get away from the shore, it said a great wind began to blow, and it became boisterous. And it said the wind began to push the waves to the point that it would fill the vessel. And the lightning was striking, and the wind was blowing. The rain was falling, and the thunder was deafening. And now the same men that just bragged upon Jesus, they began to say, we're not going to make it to the other side. We're not going to make it. We did not surely hear him say the right thing. And maybe now John begins to look to Andrew and said, did you really hear him say, go to the other side? Is that really what he said? Now all of a sudden, the fresh bread and the fresh fish are gone. And they begin to grumble. And they begin to say, hey, we're going to die right here. We're going to die trying to do the very will of God. We're going to die trying to get to the other side, doing exactly what he told us to do. And they begin to question each other. How did we mess up? Surely we've done something wrong to get here. Surely the reason we're in the middle of the storm is because we've done something wrong. Surely we've sinned. Surely we've come short of the glory of God. And Peter said, no, I heard him just say, go to the other side. Keep rowing, boys. Let's try to get it on. But before long, even Peter's worried and said, somebody better get a hold of the master. And he said, they go to the hinder part of the ship and they wake him up and said, master, carest thou not that we perish? And he woke up and said, is this the same man that just passed out the bread? Is this the same man that just passed out the five loaves and the two fishes to 5,000 men and not counting the women and children? Is it the same man? And he stood up and he looked at them. He said, why do you fear? And why do you have such little faith? This is the same man that has seen him look to the water and it blushed and turned to wine. It was the same man that had already been to the land and they seen him as he touched the beer and the young lad began to breathe again. He's the same ones that had seen Jesus touch the leprous man and the nose appeared again. It was the same man. They had seen him heal the sick. He had healed the lame. They had seen him touch the blinded eye and he could see. They had seen him touch the deaf ear and he could hear. They had already been to the house that was full and the men brought their friend and lowered him through the roof. They had already seen the miracles and the signs. They knew what Jesus could do but now they was afraid. Now they were beginning to question did he really say go to the other side and Jesus after he gets finished reprimanding them it says he steps out on the bow of the ship and said peace be still and it said the wind laid down and the waves began to lie down and the rain ascended Come on, do we believe it? And the lightning retracted and the thunder began to be calm. And now all of a sudden the same man says, What manner of man is this? That even the elements begin to listen to him and to obey him. It's the same man that just a few minutes ago said, We perish. We perish right here in the middle of the storm doing the very will of God. So here the men are. They've heard Jesus say, go to the other side. They should have known that he does not do anything by accident. They should have known he had not been to a city yet by accident. I must needs go through Samaria. Everything he did, every move he made was on purpose. They should have known there was a reason for going to the other side. They should have known the storm meant nothing. Not when there's an agenda. Not when there's a divine purpose to get to the other side. The storm can't mean nothing in the middle of all of that. 
And so they make it to the other side. And no sooner than they get there on the shore, the land of the Gadarenes, they realize the reason for the storm. They realize the reason and the purpose for going to the other side. And they begin to realize, you know what? If we hadn't went through the storm, we wouldn't have seen this miracle. If we hadn't went through the storm and made it to the other side, we wouldn't have been able to help this man. We wouldn't have been able to be here to see the demons cast out of him. The church, you realize the church at that time was 13 men. The church per se was a leader in 12 men. You know how many, how many of those men, their faith failed them that night? 12 out of 13. And they still accomplish the mission. Their faith failed them and they were scared and they were fearful and they still made it to the other side. All because the one that was in charge of the storm and had given the commission to go to the other side is the one that was in control. They should have knew that it was on purpose. And I know, I know who I'm speaking to tonight. I know I'm talking to a church in 2020. And I know, I know the panic. I know the chaos. I know the nervousness. I I know everything that we're going through. I understand it. I know some people's worlds are upside down. I know some people's retirements have went away. There's people unemployed. There's people in depression. They say 25% of the American population right now is suffering from depression because of what's going on. I know it's bad. I understand there's a storm. And I understand that the church is right in the middle of it. But let me tell you something. There's a reason for the storm. There's a reason for going to the other side. It's not by accident that the church ended up where we are tonight. It's not by accident that we ended up right here in the middle of 2020. It's not by accident that God bought a church and put us right here. He did it on purpose. He did it with an agenda. I can't tell you exactly what the church will look like on the other side. Brother Ford, I can't tell you if you might be handicapped when we get through. I might be an amputee or maybe I won't even be a part of the church. But let me remind you of one thing. God predestinated this church to go to the other side. He didn't predestinate you, but the church is all right. I said the church is all right and it's going to go to the other side. Maybe seated. I can't tell you what it's going to look like. I can't even tell you that the land that I love so dearly. I can't even tell you that the good old United States of America will be a free democracy when we're done. I can't tell you that. I can't promise you that. I don't have that insight. I can't tell you that this will be the land of the free and the home of the brave when we're done. I can't tell you that. I can't make you that promise. I can't even tell you that we'll still be having church here in this building when it's said and done. I can't tell you that we'll ever be able to gather again when everything's over with. I can't tell you that we might not be driven to the backside of the tracks where we have to pray for our next meal. I can't tell you that, but I can assure you of one thing. The church will be all right wherever we land. Wherever we end up, the church will be all right because it's on the other side of this. I said it's on the other side of all the chaos where we'll see the miracles where we'll see the signs where we will see the wonders but we won't see them till we get on the other side you know why all 12 men made it to the other side because they stayed in the church they stayed in the boat they might have been afraid they might have been scared their their faith was failing them but you know what they didn't get out of the boat they didn't get out of the church I said they didn't get out of the church. They didn't throw in the towel. They didn't say, well, I'm going to give up on God. I think I'll go another way. I think I'll do something different. Because let me tell you something, on the other side of all this craziness, and I know we haven't seen civil unrest like this in my time, and we haven't never seen a pandemic in my time, I know all that, but on the other side, the world's going to need a church. The world's going to need a church that has a sound mind, that has no fear. The world is going to need somebody that says, you know what, they came through with their integrity. They came through with their faith still intact. 
But it's going to be on the other side. It's going to be on the other side when we realize, man, we was coming from somewhere the other night. Something was said about somebody backsliding, somebody messing and gomming, doing all this kind of stuff. Man, Haley spoke up from the back seat. She says, who would even consider backsliding right now? From the mouth of babes. That's profound if I've ever heard it. Don't get out of the boat. I said, now's not a time to get out of the boat. Now's not a time to lose your faith. Now's not a time to lose your confidence. You worried about this and that? Hey, don't get out of the boat. It's going to be on the other side when we see the miraculous signs. It's going to be on the other side when we realize, you know what? There's a church that still wants this. There's a world that's still hungry. There's a world that's losing their mind. And you know what? You know where they're going to find it? They're going to find it here in the house of God. They're going to find the spirit of a sound mind right here in the house of God. But it's going to be on the other side. I said it's going to be on the other side. I'd love to tell you that when all this first started, I can tell you I'm, I'm not foolish. I'm not one of those people that are foolish. I'm not one of those guys, but I'm not one of those radicals that's way over to the other side either. If you know me, I'm, I'm pretty moderate. I don't get pretty extreme about anything except when it comes to this right here. And, uh, but it's, uh, I haven't been, Pastor, but I can't tell you that any time during this that I haven't been fearful of some of the things. And I can't tell you that there haven't been a few times that I've, I've been disappointed in where we are as a nation and, and different things. And uh, I've, I've been heartbroken for things that has nothing to do with God, but it has to do with the things that I look around and see. I, I can't tell you that I've not been there. Some of the civil unrest and different things that that's going on has broken my heart, you know, because I think to myself, this is not my America, you know. But then when I think back to history, maybe it is my America. I, I don't know, but, 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 I, but I've been heartbroken. And I, I begin to think when we was outside, Pastor uh, Elder Dave, uh, 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 David Vernon Kelly, I almost called him, you know what he don't like to be called. But anyway... And he they told me when I said, hey, the, the church is going through something. We're going we to move outside and stuff. And he said, Brother Barry, he said, if we stay away from the church too long, he says, there's going to be a spiritual pandemic. And I said, you're right. So I can't tell you that I haven't been worried, Pastor. You know, I've confided in you. We've talked about the spiritual condition of the church, you know, and everything that's going on there. And I can't tell you along the way that I haven't been worried about some of you and still worried about some of you. And I can't tell you that I haven't been worried about me along the way and some of the things are my children or your children. I can't tell you that. But I am more confident tonight than I have ever been that no matter who stays in the boat or who doesn't stay in the boat, that on the other side, we're going to have a victorious church. Pastor, I might not make it and you might not make it but let me tell you something the church is going to the other side I said the church is going to the other side and there's going to be revival in this land there's going to be revival there's going to be miracles there's going to be signs and there's going to be wonders but it's going to be on the other side of the storm Sister Moore if y'all would come I'm not going to be long Talk to, talk to Brother Albiar and Bishop Ocho and Bishop Capasso overseas on a weekly basis, basis, sometimes on a daily basis. And the church over there is, is in a bind and they're struggling because they was already on a shoestring budget to begin with. So when, when America becomes crippled economically, then that shoestring budget gets thinner because we're, we're the lifeline. And they're, they're very appreciative of what this church does for them too. It makes a difference. And it's, uh, so I talked to them. And, and um, Brother Alviar, for one, y'all know him. He's been here times, so he, he's, he's acquainted with this church. And, and they were shut down for a while. The, the police came there one day. They was going to have a drive-through prayer. Drive-through prayer, I think it was. And the, the police didn't understand it, so they come to arrest him. So the church went back into hiding for a little bit. And he had to do everything online, and they was having church every single night online. And, and finally, they got to the place where they could have 
occupancy in the church, and it looks like that might be where they have to stay at. And, and, but in the middle of all this stuff, there's people that are hungry are coming, and they're coming all, all the time. And, and he, he started a radio station, and it, uh, who knows, it might be the new Holy Ghost radio of Brazil, and you, you don't know who might be touched. And it, it might be that, you know, it's, have you ever tried to put out a fire with a blanket? Mr. Ralph Flurry did that, and they rebuilt his hay barn. You understand what I'm saying? There was a fire in Mr. Jake's hay barn, and he put it out, tried to put it out with a horse blanket. They rebuilt his hay barn. It burnt down. We're going through something that we've never experienced before. Last Sunday, I sent him, I sent him the text about 332, 42, something like that. Bishop Capasso sent me pictures. He just, my phone, man, they just, uh, they just sent them through. And last Sunday, in the middle of all of this is going on and all the chaos, they baptized 18 new people in the name of Jesus in a muddy river, it looked like to me. In the middle of all the chaos, when it doesn't make sense, when it doesn't look like that anything's going to be right or be okay, but in the very middle of that, you know what God says? Hey, I've got a church, and I'm going to prove to you it's okay. I'm going to show you that I can take you to the other side. I'm going to tell you that in the middle of the storm, in the middle of the chaos, hey, this church was built to go to the other side. This church has always made it safely to the other side. Hey, you don't believe it. What about when we, the, our church, we come up to the Red Sea? It looked impossible and the children began to mummer and complain. But you know what? God said, we'll go to the other side. You just hold on. And then we went to the other side of the wilderness. And then we went to the other side of Jordan. And then we went on the other side of the fiery furnace. And then we went on the other side of Daniel in the lion's den. And we went on the other side of the valley of dry bones. And we went on the other side of the raging sea. You want to know what? The church will go to the other side. I said the church... We'll make it to the other side. Man, pastor. Man, I thought everybody would be excited about this. Man, if my marriage was on the rocks and in chaos, you know what? I'd be shouting tonight. I'd be saying, God, I'm in the church, and you got this. If my babies were out of the church, you know what I'd be doing? Say, thank God. The man of God come of the word. The church is going to be all right. The church is going to be all right on the other side. Hey, I know it's all messed up. Mr. Ricky, I know it's all messed up. I understand. You got me on the first funeral I ever preached, brother. And it wasn't normal. But let me tell you something. Pastor, in the middle of all this chaos, there was a lady that said, you know what? I think I need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. So we did that. And you know what? On a Sunday morning, I told them here at the, at the ceremony that day when we went back and we prayed for Miss Beverly and the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost began to fall and she began to do what she was doing. You know what? That means that there's hope on the other side. You know what? The storm is raging. It's ugly and it don't seem right. But on the other side, I said on the other side, there's hope. I said there's hope. But it's only on the other side that you see the victory that we get trying. Triumphant is on the other side. Can y'all sing something for me tonight that don't even fit with what I'm preaching? And that's all right. Well, I'll just be done here in a minute. Y'all can sing. What's in that displace? A miracle can happen. Man, that's been on my mind all day long. It might have just been because the service was so good this morning and it would fit. But let me tell you something. If Brother Barry messes up tomorrow, Brother Ferguson, you get your ticket for Africa without me. Don't worry about me. Because the church has still got a job to do. Pastor Moore, man, I love you. I got five mentors in my life, and you're one of them. But if you go down, I'm going on without you. I'm going to hold on to the church. I said I'm going to stay in the church. 
Hey, baby, if you decide you don't want to go this way no more, hey, I love you, but I'm going to stay with the church. I said, I'm going to stay with the church. Hey, I'm going to stay in the boat. Hey, I made the decision when I was in my right mind. I made the decision when the winds were calm and the waves weren't roaring, and I'm not getting over the board right now. I said, I'm not getting over, but I'm going to the other side. They're going to sing. Man, I love Miss Lim, and I, I love it when God brings these people in, don't know anything about this. I was, I was born in the church, basically. I wasn't born with the Holy Ghost. Y'all don't get confused. Trust me. My son claimed the other day he was, but I know better. Before, man, all the COVID really broke out bad, and Miss Lynn was telling me, I hope she don't mind about her, her daughter who's in. She took a wrong turn. That wrong turn landed her somewhere that nobody wants to see their baby. And then the diagnosis comes that she has cancer, and Mama can't get to her. And then COVID comes. Man, Miss Lynn, when I heard she had COVID, I'm like, don't, oh, don't, oh, don't. Oh. I'm just being honest. I prayed for her before when she was on a ventilator. I said, not her. So here we are. Man, now Mr. Preacher's got some, got some problems and stuff. But man, imagine how good this is going to look on the other side, Miss Lynn. Imagine how sweet the victory is going to be on the other side. Hey, just keep paddling in the storm and don't get out of the boat. I said, don't get out of the boat because it's on the other side. Yet the it's on the other side where there's miracles, where there's signs. It's on the other side where we get victory. They're going to sing, singers come. Hey, Mom, I've worked this scenario in my mind just over and over and over and over. Man, would we be better off if Daddy gets COVID or not? Does he get COVID and God bring him to God because of that? I, you know, and, and I, I've got to the point where God said, just help us get to the other side. Just help us get to the other side. Pastor, the end of that might not be like I like it to be. But if it's like I pray, it'll be, it'll be all right. Won't be the same. Brother Ford, when you reached land through that one storm, it wasn't the same, was it? But it's on that side where you can see victory. I said it's on that side where that peace that begins to surround you says, you know what? We're all right. It hurts, but we're all right. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. Stay in the boat. If you're thinking about backsliding, stay in the boat. Come on. You might get seasick. Man, you might get so sick you can't stand it. Stay in the boat. But the Ford. I've never been one that says, hey, heaven's just right up there. I just couldn't grab get my mind around it. But I can tell you now, in these last few months, I see some lights up ahead. Pastor, I see some lights of a city up ahead. Hey, hey, babies, don't get, out, don't get out of the boat. Young people, don't get out of the boat. Man, I've been there. Bradford, I've been there. And it was fun. For a fleeting moment. Pastor, what could I be today if I hadn't wasted all them years? What could I have been, Brother Ford? Don't get out of the boat. Deanna, it's lonely living for God in a family by yourself. I got it. But stay in the boat. Don't get out of the boat. She was going through a little trying time, and I didn't talk to her about this, but I began to tell Haley and everybody, I said, you better get around her. 
I said, you better get around her. I don't care what the issue is. You better get around her. We don't want anybody out of the boat. I said, we don't want anybody to get out of the boat. They got to stay in the boat. I said, they got to stay here. We can't lose nobody. They can't nobody go overboard. We can't lose not one person in the house of God. They're going to begin to sing. Let me encourage the church tonight. We're going to the other side. I might not be there. I might go by whatever reason. I don't know. I'm not promised tomorrow. You might not be there. Sister Buford, you might not be here when we get to the other side of this pandemic. I can't promise you that. But pastor, this church is going to be all right. I said this church is going to roll on. I don't care if it's in the, in the dark. I don't care if it's an underground church. I don't care what they call us on the other side of this. Uh, this church is going to be vibrant. We might be individually messed up, but the church will be perfect. I said the church will be white, wrinkle-free, and without spot. The pandemic ain't going to dirty us up. Civil unrest ain't going to mess us up, but the church is going to be all right. I said the church is going to the other side, and we will be all right. Lord bless you. Come on, if you can come up front, come, let's go. Come on, let's get a hold of this tonight. Let's be encouraged tonight in the Holy Ghost. Get you some Jesus tonight, why don't you? Why don't you get you a fresh just a grit in your crawl? Get you a will to fight, a determination that says, you know what? I'm not giving up. I'm not going back. I refuse to turn around. I refuse to get out of the boat. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. Hey, Jared, I'm not going back, man. I refuse. I said, I refuse to go back to the world. Mr. Ricky, there's a reason to go to the other side now. I said there's a reason to go over there now. But you got to stay in the boat. You got to stay in the boat. You got to stay in the ark of safety. Let the winds blow. Let the storms rage. But stay in the boat. I said stay in the boat. Don't turn back. I said don't turn back. in the church.
Nothing else can mold me and shape me, develop me like you can. No other boat, there was other boats in Bob, but, but this is a boat he was in. Huh. The church is not exempt, and the church wasn't set aside out of the pandemic, but the church can find the heartbeat and the purpose of God in it. And when we step out on the other side, they'll know there was somebody riding with them that was different. And it's not by our power or not by our might or talents or ability that got us through. But it was cause who was on board. And we was willing to let him be the captain of our ship. And ever how the captain called it, we fell in line. And because we fell in line, we're going to finish this journey. Oh, I'm telling you, no one else would do. Lord bless you tonight. Thank you, Brother Barry, for the word tonight. How many of you planning on making it to the other side? Huh. That's the reason Thomas was able and actually eight days later got to see the man called Jesus Christ. Had the opportunity to put his hands in the side and in the, the scars, amen, in his hands. He did not forsake or leave the church of the believers, even though he didn't believe it, said, unless I see him for myself. But for eight days, he just kept hanging around the church. Thank God. <laughs> Amen. Kept walking with the disciples. And in the right place at the right time. Amen. I'm, uh, it's good to see each one of you. Your response unto the Lord and the touch of God. Sister Buford, you'd like to say something.
There is no doubt in my spirit tonight that um, God's working a man to bring about revival, not just in this local assembly, but across the land. There's no, no doubt, Brother Berries, he's preaching, talking about his heartbroken of the condition, the spiritual condition of our nation. Our nation as a nation, though, has given herself over, amen, to the world, to the flesh, Things of that nature. When you start having elected officials that on purpose leave out the statements of the Pledge of Allegiance under God. And it didn't get much flack. I could roll it back about 40 or 50 years and he would probably be looking for a job tonight. Well, first of all, he wouldn't be. And that's part of it. That's part of the leadership. And I may, I may, I may, may Wednesday night just fall back on our lesson. Daniel's the first chapter. I think it's about the sixth verse, maybe a little further down. I noticed something. How many of you believe that the only children of the elite and without blemish that was prone to have skills and talents and abilities about them that the king had went through he took cities, nations, Nebuchadnezzar. Now he's the goal. And he was pulling from all the different nations and cities and places. He was going to put them under for three years. And then there's going to be brought before him. But there was none of them could touch Daniel. Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Among all the other nations, other people. None of them. Because Daniel and those three had purpose in their hearts not to defile themselves. And that's what you and I have got to do. In all that's going on and happening, decisions and directions that are being taken, God, you help us. You help us in this local assembly and as a movement. Help us to humble ourselves, hear your voice. And let's do what God wants us to do in this end time. I encouraged these young men just a few minutes ago. About letting God in their heart. About letting the favor, the grace of God move upon them. Don't listen to that world out there. Don't listen to that flesh out there. Let God, let God take a part in your life. Open up your heart. Open up your mind like God. Let the Holy Ghost have its way. This is not a one-man show. We're workers together. This is a five-fold ministry, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, come on. Nine gifts of the operation, all of it. It's time for us to get together. It's all about glorifying God, magnifying Him, and working together to bring about His children. Read Psalms 128, 127 talked about the family. 128 is going to talk about the family. And I couldn't help but think about there's not a greater family than the family of God. We pray for an individual here this morning. It was raised in a family that caused some chaos and opened up some doors in an individual's life. But you know what? The family she's a part of now, amen, because she, the family she's a part of now can close them doors and open up doors that can never been opened. We become a new creation. A new creature. And it doesn't all happen overnight. But as God works. I'm going to tell you something else I felt. In this service tonight. We can allow spirits to get a hold of us on our journey. We can either submit and yield ourselves to them. And let them help shape and mold us. That can be spirits of adultery. I can be 
spirits of rebellion. Ain't nobody tell me that. I'm so old, I've been around. That's some spirits that should have been dealt back with way back. But they wasn't. So something's shaping us. Something's molding us. Nothing like the church. Laid my hand on these kids this morning. I want them to get the Holy Ghost. I hemmed up three of them after service and said, Hey, hey, y'all didn't get what the Holy Ghost. And we just kind of life and went on, but planting a seed. I tell you one thing, the devil's doing his best to plant seed in them. The world's doing her best to plant seed in them. Let's plant the good seed of God and the Word of God. This is the greatest life to live. Living for Jesus Christ. Living in the Holy Ghost. Being servants of God. And you know what? We're not going to be exempt from trouble. But if I'm get, if I don't have corona, I'd rather get it at the church. <laughs> Hallelujah. It'd be hard to explain to God. Well, God, I got corona at the casinos. And I'd sure love for you to heal me. <laughs> I got it down. I got it so-and-so or whatever. <laughs> I couldn't think of a better place to get it than at the house of God. God's good, isn't he? We're through. I'm through. I'm sorry. Birthdays. Birthdays. We'll hit on something for maybe Wednesday night. Lord, help us. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Man, God's good. God's good. Hallelujah. Birthdays. Birthdays. Got birthdays tonight. Going on 21. <laughs> All right, let's sing happy birthday to Anlin and Colden. them a good hand tonight. Praise God. Thank God for children. They are the courage of the Lord, the blessings of God. And if we don't have children, and especially the nation of Israel, if they didn't bear children, the nation would have disappeared. <laughs> God help this first Jesus name church to have some children, some Holy Ghost children. Pulling them out of the world, pulling them out of the miry clay, shaking them, stirring them up, fill them up with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Being dancers and praisers and worshipers for God and not the world, using their talents and skills and ability to glorify Jesus, glorify his kingdom, and use mildly for God. Hey, there's power in the time, huh? I tell you, God's in the saving business tonight. He can fill you the Holy Ghost, all right? He kindled or limited by your preconceived ideals and ideas opinion. God's God ruling and reigning in the affairs of mankind. Praise God, praise God, praise God. We'll have revival with children. Praise God. Train them up. We might do better to have a bunch of children anyway. That's the way I'm you come a new creation, I'll leave it alone. God bless you. Bet you get in trouble here. All right, anniversaries, anniversaries, any anniversaries? No anniversaries. Have we missed any anniversaries? Judy and Heath. Y'all had one? Okay, y'all want us to sing to y'all? We're still happily married? We're still doing good? <laughs> come on, preacher, don't do me like that. <laughs> 
That's what happens when you get a household, see? Uh, the sudden things start getting back on the back burner. You don't even get to celebrate that. No, we're celebrating that baby's birthday, though. Hallelujah. Come on, let's sing to him. God bless him. Give them a good hand tonight. God bless them. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Love you tonight. Appreciate you. Stand together. Any announcements? Any gripes? Anybody want to sing? Anybody want to preach? All right. Y'all ready to go? Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. <laughs>